get that too. Uh, is yeah. that spots the Shannon Sharp Julio Jones thing? Ooh. Maybe. I mean, like, all of these are encrypted, and I record all of these, so I feel like that's something, but I guess maybe, like, giving you a heads up that I've been recording it, although if you're in the meeting, you can clearly see that it's recording at the top of the screen, right? Like, it's not well, exactly a secret. That's that's pretty ableist of you, Luke. Like, what if you what if you're what if you're blind? If you're blind, then I'm sure you probably have like a text to voice thing to be able to navigate your computer to get to Zoom, because that seems like in and of itself like a pretty solid feat. That's gonna be a good one. I did that right into the mic. I couldn't hear it at all. I think what? you're using your uh, computer speakers and not no! your headset mic. No. Yeah, I know that that burp is lost to posterity toilet. Uh, wait, wait, sorry wait, to say. Wait, 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 wait. How about that? Yeah, now you're in your headset. God bless. What a waste of a belch. I know. I'm I'm fairly certain that um we're going to be it wasn't the same. You know, I, you have to wait, dude. You can't just like force it out again. You have to wait a little bit. Um, welcome to a Midwars podcast where we record burps and our thoughts and ideas. My name is Luke. I'm Sack. And I am the burp snart himself. <laughs> I was going to say we're, we're a couple we're a couple legs short of the burp snart. <laughs> a human li- burp snart. It's literally just a burp snart. Um, Zach, I feel I like you, you probably have the story of the week, so I definitely want to give the floor to you. Um, how was your trip to Mississippi, buddy? Uh, I thought you were going to want to talk about the Joe West breaks a record topic. No, no, we can get to <laughs> baseball talk later. We've got plenty of baseball talk for today. I want to talk about death. <laughs> I thought you want to start with toilet eat six pieces of paper, but I guess we're going to talk about Mississippi. Uh, we got wizard wizards bet update will come later in the show. Okay. As well too. That'll that's be a, a teaser. A tease. Yeah. Coming up. The boys talk to you about their wizards bet, but first, <laughs> no. but first a dead goat. But first, yeah. Well, it's the turn yeah, of the hour. Uh... We'll stay on for station identification. This is WSCR and the Chicago Cubs Sports Radio Network. Yeah, so uh, this, pa- this past weekend, I went down to Mississippi with Moaf. Sting, uh, Luke, enter. Please, yeah, please, please uh, insert Borat <laughs> MP3 file. Thank you. Borat.mp3, my wife. <laughs> Downloaded from LimeWire. <laughs> Borat.wave. <laughs> um, yeah, so so this past weekend, uh, my in-laws went to uh, Austin for the um, to, to go visit some, some family, and then they also went to the NASCAR race at COTA, the Circuit of the Americas. Uh, and so Katie and I went down to take care of the animals on the farm. Uh, they have couple they have a couple of goats, a horse, uh, a smattering of cats. Look at that horse! Uh, a smattering of cats. Are we talking like barn cats, or are we talking like indoor type cats? They're out outdoor cats, but they have their own like living facilities outdoors, so they're kind of like hybrid cat hotel hybrid cat. How do they smell? Yeah. They smell good. Oh, okay. You'd, you'd pet it. You'd pet it. You you would grab. You would hold this cat and you would pet that cat. I mean, I'm not really much of a cat person, so I think that's pretty presumptuous. But yeah, I don't think I'd touch a cat I didn't know or a cat I do know. 
Well, <laughs> if you're not a cat person, they also have a couple of dogs too. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Pinky is a minpin. Panky. Uh, ch- yeah, Pinky is a minpin. Panky. <laughs> minpin a panky. Mix. So she's she's a little she's a little dog, and then they also have Daisy. Now, Daisy is a beagle mix. Shout out our beagle mixes. Yeah, thank you, thank you, toilet. Pointing to your beagle mix, looking mi- mighty handsome, by the way. By the way, with his uh, what? Is, what is that? A handkerchief? A handkerchief. I think it's uh, a technically a neckerchief, but an, okay. wow. Wow. Well, if it's on a hank, it's a handkerchief. To, yeah, way to shit on our joke. It's a kerchief on a hank. It's a kerchief. It's a kerchief on a, on a on dog a hank. that is coincidentally named Hank. With Hank in his kerchief and I in my cap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so long story, long story short, the, uh, the, dog, the Beagle Mix dog, her name is Daisy, and Daisy is like about 12 or 13 years old, and um so she's pretty so she's pretty old so when we were talking to my father-in-law beforehand he said hey just want to give you guys a heads up daisy has stopped eating her food you know we're a little we're a little worried about her like um you know i know you guys are coming to watch her watch her and you know all the other animals this week and so uh you know just be prepared that you may show up and and you know maybe you know daisy may have gone to to doggy heaven that that so, is a brutal dog sitting assignment. It's a brutal like, dog sitting assignment. Oh, but, okay, but to, we're about to leave. This one is uh, not eating and is on its last legs. But, uh, but have to, fun this weekend. Exactly, but to to alleviate some of the dog watching responsibilities, my father in law went ahead and uh, <clears throat> dug a grave for the dog in anticipation of us <laughs> having to. This is life on the farm, bro. This is we're three suburban Midwesterners having to learn about life on the farm. So <laughs> this is heartbreaking. Well, we so we get down there on Friday and Daisy is alive and and you know over the course of the week we kind of a weekend we're able to feed her a little bit and she starts to get a little energy back and so we're pretty excited and and as of recording uh on May 25th at 8:21 p.m. Central Standard Time Daisy is still with us. Let's go. She's still Still in this Hang life. in there, Daisy. Hanging in there, Daisy. We're proud of her. Well, on Saturday morning, irony would befall the situation. I was going outside to fill up the uh, water jugs to go get some, to put some new water around the different. To draw a bath for my wife, I had to go to the well and fill up the jug. Damn, you were on the farm. <laughs> to go, I had to go, to go. There's a hole in my bucket, dear Katie, dear Katie. <laughs> so I had to go. Uh, I was going to go fill up the waters. And as I went by the goat pasture, I noticed that the pygmy goat was laying on its side. And so I thought maybe it was like sunning or sleeping or something. And I show and I walk up and there were like a thousand flies buzzing around. Mm-hmm. It, and I was like, oh, shit. So, uh, you know, we were prepared for 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 a, a, a beagle mix dog to dog to die this past weekend, and the dog lived. But on the other hand, the goat died. <laughs> we had half a grave ready to go. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing, though. We didn't want to bury the goat in the in the dog's grave because that's the dog graveyard. So oh, instead, of it, in the goat pasture, mind you, about eight months ago. Uh, Har or uh, Bucky, 
the goat died. So hmm. Bucky was buried. Bucky was a full sex. Weren't you there eight months ago, too? Hmm. (laughs) Are you going down to Mississippi to summon Satan to do his bidding on Earth? Is that what happened to all these goats, Zach? Our friend Andrew had a birthday on the same day the goat died. So I was Hmm. making a blood sacrifice. Because we we know that Andrew is a pagan. That's true. Yes. He's a Wiccan. He loves to commune with the Earth spirit, and we have to sacrifice a goat on his birthday every year. So, yeah. So, anyways, uh, what ended up happening on that Saturday afternoon was uh, Katie and I, we didn't, we we originally didn't have anything planned, but instead we ended up digging (laughs) a grave grave. for a a goat. Wrote a three page eulogy for a goat. (laughs) I did, I did say, I did say a prayer. Did say a prayer for the goat, and then, uh, yeah, we, we buried uh, we buried Harley, and uh, Harley was a good goat. Um, Some might say she was the goat goat. Ooh. She did not settle any goat debates by passing, though. Quick follow-up question for you. Were yeah, sure. you a little disappointed that it wasn't, like, a fresh death? And you might have been oh, able like to I do, like, to... a roast on Saturday evening. Uh, it was a fresh death. It was Dude. alive on Friday when we fed it. And then it died, and then it was dead on Saturday morning. So no, I know, but if you were, meat. like, there when it keeled over Oh, or yeah, I mean, like, all of a sudden it does, like, a... Falls over. Wasn't an yeah. older goat? What is goat? I've had goat before, but I assume an older goat, probably wow. a little tougher. it's pretty meat. insensitive of you to talk about eating Harley. I mean, she's barely... I... She's barely... She's not even <laughs> cold yet. I mean, Luke brought it up, but, I mean... <laughs> yes, yeah, I am always no, thinking about food. Toilet, uh... Harley was a very old goat. Yeah. Uh, Probably would not have been that tasty. Probably pygmy goats are not that good eaten as well. Not as much. Her her stomach was like very bloated too. Mm. So we think that maybe she either uh, had like an insane amount of worms or something or. Mm -hmm. um, It's it's good protein. Uh, When, um, when their stomachs flip, it happens in like four legged mammals Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It happens to uh, Irish setters. Yeah, it happens yeah, to dogs as well. Yeah, where their insides get all twisted up. Can we put a disclaimer that this is a podcast not to be eaten around any type of meal? <laughs> yeah, sure I think that's all glad, of them, we're glad you, uh, we glad, We're glad you finished your dinner before toilet. Well, I ate about half of it, but I don't even know if I'm going to even want the other half. I was eating um, a turkey burger. With goat cheese. With goat cheese. Um, (laughs) And the package, the top of the turkey burger was starting to gray a little bit. And the bottom of the turkey burger was still pretty pink. It's it's still okay. Yeah. So pray for your boy toilet that he didn't eat any rancid meat. Pray for toilet and pray for toilet's toilet. Pray Um, for toilet. That's just just like it sitting in the fridge. Like if there is anything like visible growing on it. it still yeah. smells okay you're fine yeah it didn't it didn't turn green yet and it didn't start to smell sour which i think are the signs of you actually can't eat this meat even if you cook the shit yeah. out of it yeah like if you're gonna be making raw chicken you or raw chicken bad chicken you know <laughs> that it's bad like as soon as you take it out of the plastic <laughs> yeah. it's like oh yeah. this is not food meant for human <laughs> consumption even your here you go harley <laughs> even even your neighbors can smell the rancidness of that meat yeah that's bad 
I remember the first time I made ribs, they were on sale at Aldi. <laughs> and oh, no. probably because they were about to expire and I cooked them a couple days later. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I wonder if ribs just smell bad like this because there's so many bones in it. And I wonder if it's turning green and furry just because that's what it looks like right before you cook the ribs. Uh, we're going to put it on uh, high heat. We're putting it on the grill. It kills the germs. It kills all the germs. Exactly. So, How did, how did that turn out? Um, I mean, I ate it, and I, I'm still here today to tell a story, so you tell me. I mean, I think what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. Pretty delicious ribs, some may say. I have a related story, but I don't want to cut off uh, any more of Zach's uh, trip to Mississippi. Is there anything more notable about your trip? I learned how to drive stick shift. Oh, that's cool. Hey, big boy. Yeah. Little, little, uh, little 1994 Mazda uh, two-seater truck. Yeah, you Oh, did. sick. I know. Is it a pickup? It is a pickup. That uh, rocks. It's a, it, yeah, the two-seater pickup. Um, you know, my I've, I've talked before on this show about how I'm being out alphaed by my wife. I mean, she's she mows the lawn, and she knows how to drive a stick shift. Dude, you, nothing feel, makes you feel like more of a badass than driving the stick shift vehicle. It's pretty cool. Hey, Toilet, do you remember that one time you moved and Reagan had to drive your stick shift car? And like I we do. stalled it out like 17 times. Yeah, were you in the car and with the, him? Yeah, in the, um, well, I don't want to give it away, in the northwest, in the suburban suburbs of the northwest yeah. was, it, was that the Taurus? No, uh, I had that no. in high school. Um, R.I.P. Tori. I remember when Tori got scrapped. Uh, it The Taurus was named Clint. Thank uh, you. Well, okay. R.I.P. Clint the Tory. Clint Taurus. <laughs> Clint the t- Clint, Clint Taurus. <laughs> that, that's a good one. <laughs> um, but wow. I did have a it's great uh, 16-year-old humor right there. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, a little Jetta that was stick shift that I loved. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I bought it, um, and shortly afterward, I tore my ACL. Um, <clears throat> and if any of you have torn your ACL before, you know that it's kind of difficult to use uh, that leg um, if it's in an immobilizer meaning that it can't bend yeah and a stick shift vehicle requires you to use both feet so mm-hmm. that was an adventure in by itself i was actually living with luke for a little bit yes sir and uh he had to go to work one day um, while i was home on bed rest and he was not able to move my car out of the driveway so i had to move my stick shift vehicle with my immobilizer on <laughs> that was pretty funny oh i forgot so, about that so how, are you, how are you like how are you activating the clutch Without like a mobile, without a left leg. Basically, I like shifted my hip back so I could bring my foot over to push <laughs> the clutch down, and then all I had to do was put it in reverse and then uh, okay. reverse myself out of out of Luke's way, and then I had to, uh, le- I left my foot there for the clutch to go back into first and put it back into place. But it was quite an ordeal. But I think he made the train that day. Yeah, I did make the train that day. I Boom. I actually never missed that train. Boom! Wow, humble brag, rising brag. grind rise and grind there were a couple of close calls uh but never missed it Attaboy. a couple of uh a couple of tickets uh given away for parking overnight uh names no will, names will not be names will not be named <laughs> of course of course um well your uh story about rancid meat uh reminded me of a story um from just today so i was in charge of bringing snacks to a work meeting which is an easy way to bring an insufferable work meeting into a tolerable work meeting. Of course. Um, by just yep. having snacks around. Food. So 
offer some food. So I brought um, a couple different things, and one of them was a cream cheese dip with mm-hmm. jelly on top, kind of the standard. Yeah. You know, bring some wheat thins, cream cheese jelly, boom. Yeah. Uh, what, what, kind, what kind of jelly are we rocking today? You know, I'm glad you asked. It was actually a jalapeno jelly. Oh, Ooh. Nice. Nice. Let's go. So, High class. High quality. Yeah. yeah. Vicky, Vicky makes her own jalapeno peach. Oh, where the fuck has that been like for the past 10 years that I know you, Zach? Yeah, for the boys. That was a quarantine project was uh, making our own jams. That sounds like a very, yeah, quarantine project. No, thank you for interrupting. Uh, That's a, I'll always be interrupted for food. Um, See, see, we brought food to this work meeting. Exactly. (laughs) Spiritually. And we, we got excited. Okay. Um, so I uh, walked out with the first load of bags because I wasn't able to bring everything on one trip. And I put some of the items on top of the car because um, I didn't have my fob with me. Usually when I have my fob, I can, I can open any door to my car and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I must have left uh, this dip specifically on top of the car because when I got to work, I was unable to find it. Um, so I texted my sister. I was like, hey, did I leave this in the kitchen, in the fridge, on the counter? Can you see it like, <laughs> in the driveway by some chance? And all I can say is it's probably somewhere on Northwest Highway because I have no idea where it was. <laughs> um, but my biggest criticism is if I can have a $30,000 SUV that can tell me the exact PSI level of every tire in my car, they should be able to tell me when I left something on the fucking roof of my car. Yeah. Exactly. Roof sensors. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, have, Toilet, have you driven my mom's truck yet? She got a truck? Is yeah. a pickup truck? No. Is it a stick shift? Well, it's like a crossover. It's a Lincoln Nautilus. It's fucking massive. Oh, it is huge. Yes. Um, what it does is like whenever you put it in reverse, I have no idea how this technology works, but it gives you massive. like an overhead view of the car and like shows you all possible angles of like what is around it, which yes. is insanely helpful because the thing is a fucking tank. But if cars can do that now, like it should be able to tell me if I left my car seat with my kid on it on top of my car. Yeah. Especially if I'm driving a family friendly toilet vehicle like a Subaru. There we go. Like, yeah, I've left my wallet on top of my car before at the gas station like you pull your wallet out you put the card in you put a wall yeah. on top of the car you fill up you drive away where's my wallet i don't know um, coffee somewhere somewhere coffee, on northwest highway coffee Again. every day yeah somewhere on northwest highway yep definitely so i'm um, sorry to anyone who's going to find that dip it is going to be quite the sight to see uh cream cheese baking in the illinois sun all day <laughs> In a black reusable <laughs> container. Someone's so. gonna call the like streets in Santa be like, I think there's a dead pigeon. I'm not <laughs> quite sure what's going on here. Whatever it is, it must have really gotten creamed. Oh. Uh, wow. uh, Gross. Um, so yeah, shout out to whoever got that free dip. Hope you enjoy it. All right, cool. What else we got? Uh, we got another food topic. Can we go to the next food topic? Sure, we can go to the next food topic. Um, so, like half the podcast now, it's just like us talking about like it's definitely dumb, not dumb stuff that we ate. Football. We it's got. Definitely... Yeah, we got. We got to. Yeah, we got to carry us until training camp. Yeah, um, I had uh, Fruit Loops Pop Tarts for the first time this past week. 
Pop Tarts has a uh, Fruit Loops flavor, um, and, and it, it kicks ass. In in fact, um, it, it tastes exactly like Fruit Loops, but as a Pop Tart, it is like probably a substandard ooh, flavor. Ooh, I would say. Oh, oh! I have a Fruit Loops fact that I learned this past week from This American Life. Okay, go ahead, Ira. Do you know that? Do you know that every Fruit Loop is the same flavor? Yes. Huh? Yes. <gasps> but tricks oh? aren't. And it was bullshit. It, it is absolute bullshit that they changed tricks from being the shape of the fruit to just like circle puffs in different colors. That is an abomination. But yes, I didn't know that all the Fruit Loops are the same flavor. They're Fruit Loops flavor. It's not is, like a fruit flavor. It has, it always like fruit been, Loops. has it always been F-R-O-O-T? Yes, it has always been F-R-O-O-T. I feel like I'm getting Mandela affected right now. Oh, are you getting Berenstein Bears affected right now? I you mean never, the Berenstein Bears? I did not remember being... Berenstein Bears? Berenstein Bears? The Berenstein... Hey, hey, come on now. I did not remember it being fruit. I mean, it makes total sense, and I'm going to claim the Mandela loops. effect because, you know, why would my brain lie to me ever? Nope. No, but it, how could I ever forget something that I haven't eaten in years? I think it's just one of those things. You know, have you ever read those like sentences? Like, all you can read all of these, but all of these words are completely jumbled, and that's because your brain only really sees the first and last letters of the word. Like, yeah. that's exactly what happens with Fruit Loops. You hear Fruit Loops, you're expecting fruit, and your eyes just sort of glaze over those two O's in the middle of fruit. So but it's you... not that way in fruit by the food. <laughs> how are your fruit loops? Were they good? It, I mean, it tastes like fruit loops, but in terms of like pop tart flavors, it's kind of mediocre. So, question: <laughs> Do you prefer them uh, toasted or untoasted? Toasted, one hundred percent. Untoasted. And Ugh. milk or I, no? I milk? think, I, I think, I think that's an indication on how prepared you were as a child. Like. Did you leave yourself enough time to toast your pop tarts in the morning, I didn't or get were you always, or were you always like eating them on the run? I didn't get pop tarts. I didn't really start eating pop tarts until they became something that was just like available to us in college. Like that was one of the items that would be there for late breakfast. So yeah, because you were you were toaster strudel rich boy. No, I did uh, hot pockets. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> breakfast hot pockets. Oh God. Breakfast pocket. What is the difference between one of those and like any other variety of frozen breakfast sandwich, of which there are a kajillion? I, I like the Jimmy Dean's ones. Those things are great, but it's like it's like an entire week and a half worth of sodium. I mean, sure, but I was also like sixteen and like up for like sixteen hours a day and like running for half of those, so I feel like I was okay. Um, I clicked on the link from Zach, <clears throat> and I'm reading the three star reviews. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a one star review. Uh, they don't give names on these, unfortunately, or locations. Uh, so this is a one star review posted from a year ago, entitled "I Wanted to Love Them." I was excited to try these. They smelled great in the toaster, and they'd keep frosting graphics, making them visually appealing. The taste, though. It was something like a cross between melted plastic and synthetic fruit that somehow tasted rotten. They were fresh and prepared right. The actual flavor was just 
awful. Out of five people I let try these, only one would actually eat a whole Pop-Tart. Stay far away. <laughs> um, here's a three-star review. I was really not impressed with them. I do not like cereal Fruit Loops anyway, but I thought I would try them. <laughs> oh, this is going to be the format that flips you over to liking Fruit Loops. Here's, here's a good one. Uh, the title is Good. Not the best of flavors. Has a dry outer crust. Dog, was this the first Pop-Tart you've ever eaten? <laughs> Wait, I, I want you to guys to click on the five-star reviews and look at the number one review. And I'm going to do a little, like, m- word picture for the folks at home. <laughs> so, <laughs> five stars, and the title, uh, this is, br- oh, they do have names. This is Brandon out of La Mesa, California, um, who only has one vote on the Kellogg's websites. And it just says, the best and it says these are the best i wish they weren't a limited edition yes i would recommend this product and it's a picture of a man wearing i guess blue blocker sunglasses and a california flag trucker hat like gently lipping the edge of a <laughs> of an untoasted fruit loops pop tart he also seems to be eating it in his boiler room because you can see a hot water heater in the back you can see a butane torch you can see a, a giant level a... <laughs> brandon shout out to you brandon just Come got done with, like hitting the dab rig and it's like i'm going to tongue my untoasted pop tart i gave it an upvote just so you guys know i guys i get i gave it an upvote too all right right on Okay, and then the next one is Best Pop-Tart 2021. This is from Ghosty. Very satisfied. I grab a box of these treats. Taste just like Fruit Loops. Taste great. Nice right out the package. And toasted is even better. Please don't stop making these. My family is crazy about them. And it's very clearly a picture of us. Oh, it's a s'mores Pop-Tart. Oh, it says a smokes Pop-Tart, not a s'mores Pop-Tart. And a Fruit Loops Pop-Tart. I got tricked by the thumbnail. We we have a this is this is a great this is a great review. This is from Cat Marzano from Manchester, New Jersey. It's a five star review posted a year ago, entitled "Tastes Just as Good as Fruit Loops" with like eight periods at the end. We tried it three months ago. Now we go through six to eight, eight boxes a month. Oh my god! For breakfast, <laughs> snack, dessert. I'm gonna upvote that one too. Um, we got Julie P in Alabama, two-star review. Uh, my grandson <laughs> tried two packs of the Fruit Loop Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Just to be sure. <laughs> he did not like the flavor. They ended up in the trash. Really? He didn't like it if he ate two packs of them? Uh, maybe she's talking about like the individual like in-box packages, like two Pop-Tarts each, like those. I think that means two packs. So he ate two, and then he opened another pack and ate two more, and then decided, actually, I don't like this. VG85 in Athens, Greece says, <laughs> Disgusting! <laughs> this is the first time I absolutely hated a flavor of Pop-Tarts. These cost $10 in Europe. I like Fruit Loops, but these tasted like Pine Sol. Chemical flavor. Absolute waste of money. Threw them out. Who tasted proofed these before they came out? Oh man, this is a, there is a deep well to plumb here in terms of Kellogg's products, customer reviews, because they come out with a ton of bullshit every year. We might have to make this a recurring segment. Oh, absolutely. I love it. Um, I thought they were okay. I'd give it like 
Uh, on the Pop Tart scale, probably like two and a half stars, like right in the middle. Mm. Out of five. Yeah, out of five. You're a harsh. Critic. What's what's the what's your what's your goat Pop Tart flavor? Strawberry frosted. Yeah, agreed. You know what's a zero out of five is brown sugar and cinnamon. Yes, one hundred percent agree. I mean, I, I would get I'd give the brown sugar and cinnamon a two and a half. Oh my god, you... I, I, it's like my least favorite flavor. It's like so disappointing. I'd Tastes rather like be homework. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're gonna make one for adults. Like, boo! <laughs> make one that tastes like Sour Patch Kids. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what was what was the one that had like? Um, oh my gosh, I think it had purple frosting, and then it had blue. Yeah, it's Wildberry. Like, doo- doo- okay, we still make those. That's good. That's yeah. like the '90s, right there. It, when I think of the '90s, like that type of pop tart pops into my head. Blurple zigzags. Yeah, blurple zigzags. <laughs> Colt 45 and blurple zigzags. <laughs> Baby, that's all did we you, need. Did you ever eat the Pop-Tart Bites when they tried to go like, uh, they tried to go with like the shelf stable version? I guess they are shelf shelf stable to begin with, but like this was like the, the attempt at like, you know, Doritos 3D. Buddy, your boy was like about two seconds away from purchasing a bag of those at the Miami airport last Monday. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm not really compelled to do it because I've never like wanted a snack in the middle of the day and be like, you know what? It's, I really am going to get at this convenience store that make me feel like shit. It's just eating a bunch of pop tarts right now. <laughs> I, think, totally. I feel like, like they're, they're a staple of all uh, vending machines. Though, yeah, I, I feel like this might be controversial. I hate the s'mores flavor. Ooh. I mean, it's That's not like... dessert Pop-Tart. Yeah, I wouldn't stand on the table and defend it. I understand why someone might not like it, but I personally do enjoy it. I'd uh, rather have a s'more. But... Yeah, I mean, obviously, but especially because I, I guess I'm considering in the context of like breakfast treats... Like, I don't want to want, like, s'mores for breakfast. Yeah, I suppose it doesn't really fit in the profile of, like, morning time. Like, marshmallow flavor specifically is not a morning flavor I want to encounter. Oh, oh good. Toilet, what? you're going you're gonna to be upset about this. You're going to be really upset about this. Oh, well, mm, the highest rated Pop-Tart flavor under fan favorites with the most reviews to back it up. 4.8, 278 reviews. Wow. Frosted brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts. Hey, I mean, I don't. I'm trying not to yuck anyone's yum anymore, but I'm don't gonna... say that. That's like the worst turn of phrase ever. <laughs> I'm just going to the three star reviews because I want to see what the salt of the earth people have to say. This one's titled <laughs> "Snacking." <laughs> we really wanted to like this product as we do with the original pop tarts. However, none of us did. My husband, 66, and myself, 60, <laughs> and our son, 20. That's old parentage. <laughs> we were serving Pop Tarts to our 20 year old Pop Tarts. Thought they were way too much, quote, crust, end quote, <laughs> and not enough filling in the bites. I mean, you're just oh. talking about Pop Tarts, buddy. I mean, I really oh. don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I. that's kind of what Pop Tarts do. So. <laughs> the, 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 
the all brand version of pop tarts are these unfrosted ones yeah oh. i was just about to say they have unfrosted brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts buddy you just eat the box that it came in for what's more <laughs> that's actually the highest rated one at yeah i know it's stars, but it only has 32 reviews oh my god what <laughs> ew that's God, there are on... some gross flavors in here. Pretzel pop tarts. I actually think that that should be sussed out a little bit more. That probably could be good. Frosted chocolatey churro pop tarts. That's the lowest rated by far. Toilet. I always like the frosted cookies and cream pop tarts. That was like a nice dessert pop tart. I just I was just looking at that. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, that was a, that was a good dessert pop tart. I think Wildberry has to be my favorite just for the design. I think I'm. Yeah, it's, it's got that like Dixie Cup jazz design on it. Yeah, I'm a slave to the marketing there to yeah. my dogs. Actually, my favorite mm-hmm. is uh, the red, white, and blueberry because I support the troops. Ah, oh, damn it. You got me wow. there first. Let me be the <laughs> first to wish you all a very solemn in reflection Memorial Day. <laughs> a, a very reflection Memorial Day. Yeah, don't wish anyone a happy Memorial Day or send them any... Um, you know, it's a minion, minion memes. Yeah, no, <laughs> minion in a Marines uniform saluting the flag meme. Oh, are we all drinking out of our uh, oh, Zach mugs oh, today? Oh, 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 we're having a Yeti moment. That's just that, every, everybody collected podcast col- a collective ASMR sipping. It's because of our. I think. I think it's because of our uh, cooler or our uh, yeah cooler segment from a couple. <laughs> no, I, weeks ago. I was drinking out of a straw, and nearly aspirated that water. So that would have been some really good radio. <laughs> you probably could have fit the Billy Goat in one of those big old Yeti coolers and kept his body on ice if you wanted. <laughs> I, I absolutely could have. That cooler is big enough for a human body. <laughs> it would fit a pygmy goat. All right, where should we jump next? You guys want to take a break? You want to keep going? Um, I could take a quick break and then we can yeah. uh, get back take a to uh, a little sports. Sports? We are we are uh, ostensibly a sports podcast. That's true. Yeah. And we're back. All right. Where you guys want to start? Can we give a congratulations to friend of the pod? I assume friend of the pod. Uh, Phil Mickelson, congratulations on being old as shit. Turns out when you're old, people just root for you. Congratulations uh, gonna... on waving those titties around that golf course. And Hell being an inspiration yeah. to men over 50 everywhere. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Phil just booked himself another decade of commercials hawking whatever. So cash those checks, Phil Mickelson. Mm -hmm. KPMG is now having to pay him like a million dollar bonus or whatever. Is that the most boring like sponsor that an athlete could possibly have? Like, could you imagine like the Ernst & Young sponsored NASCAR like brutal. a lifetime sponsor too. Like Phil's been a KPMG sp- sponsored uh, player for forever. Yeah, I know. Be like getting like instead. Of, well, I guess like I guess this Bulls are sponsored by an eyeglass company. So I mean, like pretty Whoa. rich of me to say. 
Shout Zenny. out to Zenny. Zenny is Zenny boys. It kind of sounds like Henny. Like Hennessy would be Hennessy would I mean that would how, be awesome. How fast would you buy a Bulls jersey if it had a Hennessy logo on it? I I wouldn't care if it was a Hennessy logo. I think that kicks ass. That would be <laughs> awesome. Um, I can kind of go off of that. I have a uh, fuck Mary Kill for coaching gigs. Okay. Let's okay. Go. So I'm going to list the three, and then I'm going to give you the pro con for all three. Okay. All right. The three coaching gigs are golf coach, bowling coach, okay, and fishing coach. These this is a very difficult decision. Uh, I I know what exactly what I'm going to pick. This is so, a decision at all for me. Oh, okay, well, let's actually hear your answer first, and I'll give you the pro, my pro con. Okay, let's see if I can change. Your- um, I would marry bowling coach. Okay. Um, because I actually sort of know what I'm doing. I took bowling as a credit hour in college. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I know how scoring works. I know like the like rules of bowling, like beyond just like going to Cosmic Bowl and chucking balls at pins. I know like how to coach people. So okay. and it's indoors too. Okay. Um, and then after practice is over, you're at the bar. So, I mean, you don't even have to go anywhere. It's like, okay, bye, kids. Like, see you tomorrow. And then it's like, zoop, Miller time. <laughs> um, my fuck would be golf coach, I guess, because, I mean, last point two, you're already at the bar, 19th hole, zoop, Miller time. Um, <laughs> Free and, sponsor. Like, I, I guess probably, I'm not sure. Um, how much of it is, but I'm sure a lot of it is done like at the range too, if you're coaching a team. So it's not like you're having to rove around a golf course at all times. Fishing coach seems like you're out in the mosquitoes and up early all the time. So that's my rationale. First blush. Okay. Okay. So I would, I would marry golf coach because I would just love to be able to just go to the well for help whenever I need it. That would be pretty. It'd be pretty awesome. Like but from I, the I, kids. What's up? You mean go get help from the kids? Oh, I thought like if I actually w- well, if I was a golf coach, then I would know how to fix myself. So yeah, I guess I okay yeah I I definitely go golf coach number one because I would love to like do anything to shave a couple of strokes off my game. Like it's that like um. Oh my gosh, like the Mr. Meeseeks episode of Rick mm. and Morty when he's mm-hmm. like, I just want to shave two strokes off my golf game and it like yeah. proves to be like an impossible task. Yeah. Um, I would love to be able to just shave a couple strokes off the old handicap. Well, in this hypothetical situation, that, you aren't necessarily a better golfer or golf coach. You just would, if you had to choose between those three, that's the sport oh, you're going to coach. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I'd definitely go to, I'd definitely be a golf coach because. Okay. Uh, I would be able to just go hit balls all the time. And then, oh, and then, yeah, fuck bowling. I love bowling. Bowling would be so much fun. Again, another sport that would be awesome just to be able to practice all the time. Okay. I have my own ball. I got my own ball uh, the first week in March of 2020. That hmm. didn't pan out too well. But I'm okay. excited to go back to the bowling alley at some point. Okay. I have my own shoes, too. Wow. Already has his own shoes. That's a huge. Fuck, fuck fishing. I don't want to touch. I don't want to touch fish. 
They're disgusting. I assume you have a zag here, toilet. So let's hear the case for fishing. Yeah. Okay. So the, the impetus for this was I saw that Illinois hosted the um, IHSA bass fishing competition. <laughs> yes. Well, of course, Illinois yes. would host it. It's, I mean, it is the Illinois High School Association Athletic Association. Correct. I, I'm sure they did it at a lake in uh, in true to form uh, fib. Style, they did it in a lake in Wisconsin, right? <laughs> there you go, <laughs> and Lake Geneva. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't remember the winning school, but shout out to them. The uh, the largest fish was held up by a gentleman, uh, of I have to assume a high school age in the largest pair of jean shorts, they were almost nearly capris. <laughs> Sick, um, shout out to that guy. Is that the uniform? Was he like celebrating with all his teammates? <laughs> School issues. Our school shorts. colors are Carhartt. <laughs> <laughs> Denim tuxedo. Oh my God, Moline, Moline won. Oh, oh of course. Damn. Antioch took third. Um, okay. Zero surprises here. Yeah, seriously. Um, but b- basically, I have experience coaching bowling. Um, and then the joke around the school is obviously the golf coach has the easiest job. Blah blah blah. Everyone wants to be in the links all day, but. What you don't think about in coaching golf is how much time it takes to be on the course. And you don't really get to play golf. You're watching other people play bad golf, which sounds awful to me. I do not want to watch middle school kids play bad golf. Yeah, there, there's I, I will buy I'll buy that there. There's a there's a there's a. Uh... There's a, there's a world where you don't actually get to bring a get to bring like a seven iron with you to the range. There's also a you know the 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 zag here is the, the worst thing that could happen is there's a twelve year old on your team who's much better than you at golf. How does that <laughs> going to make you feel, Zach? If you got a twelve year old, <laughs> if you got a prodigy, pantsing you on the course. Hey, well, coach, what do you would you shoot? No, on no, 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 uh, 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 no. Because I'll I'll flip that. I'll flip your flip on the head. I would love to have a prodigy because then I would be his first golf coach and then he would bring me like Phil Mickelson brings his golf coach mm. to like every major event. And I just tell him the same old shit all the time. But like for some reason I clicked in his head. And so then guess what? Don't grip the club too wins. hard. <laughs> Keep your arms straight. <laughs> it's in the hips, hips, rotation. Hey, Big Shooter, how would you like to be sponsored by one of the best CPA companies on the face of the <laughs> earth? We'd like to sign you to a lifetime contract. We need to sponsor a golfer as a podcast. That would actually be really funny. We should get Max Homa. He'd probably be too <laughs> expensive. No, we got to get someone on the Corn Ferry Tour. There we go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so I don't think I would pick golf. And then um, you, you raised some interesting points about bowling, but I'm going to have to spoil that. Um, bowling coach is mostly tying shoes and helping kids buy snacks and count out change. So I don't know how much actual bowling you're going to get to coach with the youth. Um, but I think bass fishing would actually be the number one pick for me because it's a short season. You're hanging out outside and you're in the middle of the lake. It's, Who's going to know a, what's in your Yeti? It's a short season. It's also shorts season. Yes. And toilet you are right because you when you when we when luke and i broach this this decision we think of how sick it would be for us personally but then we have to realize that like we're with some like snot-nosed kids so like yeah. we gotta like remember that we're actually going to be like 
when you get a kid on a boat, right, on a bass fishing boat, like there's nothing else for them to do. They can't yeah. check their phone. Yeah. They can't go play at the arcade. They're just like, yeah. well, I might as well fish. And you're like, damn yeah. right, you're going to fish. And Mr. Toilet's going to fish too. Yeah. And we're so just going to kind of enjoy here. this. Yes. And you're going to be quiet because you exactly. can't talk because if you talk, you scare the fish. I see. Okay. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm talking myself into, I'm talking myself into fishing. Yeah. You're saying that until you have to wake up at like two o'clock in the morning to drive <laughs> to the middle of nowhere swamp land I, to do, like do, watch you, some kid cast his line at a lake where fish just aren't I, biting. I mean, two, two things. Number one, our friend just sent us a group, a group me message, Matthew, literally was fly fishing all day caught one rainbow trout so like envision that but like not getting to like gas beers with your with your dad or with your boys <laughs> yeah you're exactly actually just like sitting there in the sun just like baking and number two where do you think this uh ihsa bass fishing competition was held just just where do you think uh, quad, ci- quad cities uh luke you were pretty close it's basically outside of st louis in carlisle township so Ooh, like, not even a town. We got we landed it in the township, and it's on a reservoir, not really a lake. So I'm Ooh. I'm sure like all the bass were just like dropped in there from a farm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think those are the I think those are, have to be the most desirable coaching positions in terms of like the laid back. Obviously, coaching football is badass. We all know that's true. But there's a lot of stress that's involved. There's a lot of late nights and whatnot. There's not really that kind of coaching stress when it comes to the three of those sports. I'd say. And, and that's that's good too because like something like golf as well as fishing, you are um, you have a you have an upper bound on your your time uh, commitment because you can't do it after dark. Yeah, like you can do football after dark. We got lights, buddy. Can There's do a night fishing. You can do bowling after, <laughs> yeah, night swimming and alcohol, the winning combination. <laughs> uh, you could do bowling after dark too. Ever heard of cosmic bowling? Ever heard of it? Ever heard of it? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm gonna change. I think I'm gonna change toilet. I'm still right. gonna choose golf because I'm gonna hold out on the okay. hope that I can hit every day. But then I guess I'll be if I had to actually like for the long haul do it, I'll just be a fishing coach. So I guess there I'll marry go. the fishing coach. Love it. I'll stick with bowling. And my team is going to be disciplined. They're going to learn <laughs> how to tie their own shoes. We're going to go through the basics of money changing. We've got 20 <laughs> nickels in a dollar, four quarters, five nickels in a quarter. It's simple stuff, folks. So I guess I'm already a teacher. I guess I'm like a first grade math teacher at that point. There we go. No, the te- no, Mr. You're going to hit the high score on time crisis in the Miss, bowling alley arcade. Mr. Luke, Mr. Luke has just put $20 in the touch tunes and we're only listening to africa and wu-tang thin lizzie <laughs> speaking of discipline can we talk a little about joe west <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> this actually please, is please share the funnies with us zach we'd like I, to laugh I just, too <laughs> i just I, I just joe joe west and discipline are like two things like joe west probably loves discipline i mean if you ask joe west about what's wrong with america like he'd discipline. probably give you yeah he'd probably tell you like children aren't disciplined anymore the only word art in joe west's house is the discipline uh meme picture where it's like a picture of an empty forest and then the word discipline and then a, a, t- a textbook definition underneath it 
and it's in every room of his home. Yeah, he definitely has like word art about rules of the house. Yeah. Like no cussing, <laughs> no fussing, no back talking. Uh, yeah, but... could you imagine being like Joe West kid back talking Joe West? <laughs> and the only way he'll respond to you is like as a three year old having to run up to that gut and get in his face. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, here's you're funny... gonna take my toy away from me. This is bullshit, and you're like throwing. All right, buddy, you're Joe West, born on Halloween, doesn't strike me as a, <laughs> a Halloween celebrator. <laughs> oh my god, how to, to the, how old is he? Is he is he in his seven? He's in his late seventies. He is sixty eight. What? Yeah. He's not even in his seventies yet. He debuted in nineteen seventy six. Okay, so debuted. okay, so let's let's keep keep that keep that in your mind. Keep that nineteen seventy six. Nineteen seventy six. My dad why, was sixteen. Yeah, the reason we're gonna bring up Joe West is because today, I believe actually for our Chicago White Sox, um, he is umpiring. He is going to break the record for the most games umpired. A record that has stood for over 80 years. Now, Luke, I'm going to give you a couple of seconds so you can try and figure out who the old timey, like, you know, Umps McFarland was. Who, 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 who? Uh, uh, Dutch McRacist. It's like yeah, like 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 uh, like Cow Pie Jones or something like that, who was like the longest serving umpire before. But anyways, Joe West is scheduled to work his 5,000. 376th game that's he's a lot gonna of break, baseball he's gonna break he's gonna break a record first of all like i i umpired youth baseball and like i was in pretty good shape in my when i was in high school and stuff and like i couldn't imagine having to squat like that for all those years i mean like i guess he doesn't have to worry about losing his speed like a catcher like you know like wilson Contreras in like seven years is gonna take like 10 minutes to get to the to get to first base <laughs> he's gonna do the yachty molina uh, but if you're a elder statesman type uh umpire are you really squatting at that point or do you just like have like an elbow on your knee and you're just kind of like looking over the plate so, so like that that one's a ball um and and what's what's great is this uh, this record is like mathematically it's never going to be broken so they said the record will never be broken. Former umpire Terry Tata says it's almost mathematically impossible. That's because umpires now work more than 120 games a season and spend two weeks in the instant replay office in New York, meaning it would take 45 seasons to surpass West. Considering umpires don't reach the big leagues until they're at least 30, it's hard to imagine a 75-year-old umpire standing behind home plate. Uh, they underestimate the longevity of people. Eh. Phil Mickelson, we talked about it. Just won a major at fifty. You, we yeah, bring it's a some, lot of carrots. You know, improve your eyesight. We continue this trend of seeing more and more players come over from the Asian leagues. We get umpires coming over from the Asian leagues. They could live to be like the Japanese league. They could live to be one hundred and fourteen. They could be umpiring well into their nineties. Um, <clears throat> I have taken a deep dive down Joe West Wikipedia page, which I think <laughs> is an excellent going. read. Um, the first thing that stands out is I didn't realize that he had a three-year hiatus. In, ni- in 1999, Joe West was among 22 MLB umpires who engaged in mass resignations during a labor dispute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joe Joe West. Yes. 
disciplined guy, but also big time union guy. He's got local one tattooed on his forearm. The strategy backfired when the MLB simply <laughs> accepted the resignation instead of, <laughs> instead of entering into further negotiations with the umpire union. So he missed three years. So of his old ass career, there's three years in there where he actually did not umpire. Damn. So you said that was in 1999. Yep. To 2002. 99 to 2002. That was a big year to have a bunch of big few years to have a bunch of replacement umps. Yeah. Big time. I wonder if there was like the NFL situation, but it didn't seem like that was ever brought up when the NFL brought in replacement reps. So maybe it wasn't that bad. I don't know. Um, there's also a uh, heading here called reception in which it lists that a lot of players don't like him. He's, you know, ranked the worst umpire in the MLB by the players. This is not surprising since he gets into it and argues with every player. But there was a 2019 study by Boston University where Joe West was identified as the umpire during the 2018 season with the second worst percentage of bad calls. Hmm. Over West's last 11 years, he averaged 21 incorrect calls a game. Or <laughs> but that's two... balls and strikes. Yes, or 2.3 oh, okay. per inning. 2.3 per inning seems pretty high. That's a lot. That seems that's high. Of... That's that's, that's yeah. second best? That was the, uh, well, depending on how you look at it, the second worst percentage of bad calls. Oh, okay. Oh, so he's the, he's the second best worst umpire. No, he's the second. He's the second worst umpire, is what you're saying. Like he's in a name recognition. Otherwise, he would be demoted to second base. Can we? You want? You want to? You want to talk about the breadth of his career, really quick? Are you looking? There's a lot of bread in his career. Am I right? (laughs) Some of his notable games include: he worked Nolan Ryan's fifth career no hitter in 1981. A looking back on it, a uh, feat that's in today's MLB not Mm. that impressive. Um, Willie McCovey's 500th home run in 1978. Uh, Felix Hernandez's perfect game in 2012. Again, Ooh. toilet. Maybe we might want to audit some of those calls. Mm. I don't know perfect. how perfect it was. Perfect, perfect for Felix. Perfect for Maybe Joe. Maybe not perfect for Joe. <laughs> and Albert Pujols's 400th career home run in 2013. That seems like, I, I mean, like, sure, that's pretty cool. But if you're umpiring, like, 5300 games i would expect like a little bit more than that yeah you know what I, I mean? i'm sh- i'm sure there's more than like i mean who knows how many uh i feel like was he on, i feel like he was on the cubs world series he probably would have been on the cubs world series I, I mean it doesn't take much to impress me with a baseball fact so i don't even know why i objected to that like I would like probably say like, oh, this is the first time that a Mariners player hit two triples in a game, and it'd be like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> how how many how many how much like what do you think the when Joe West has to work in New York City the two weeks that he's in the replay booth like, what do you think that takeout bill is like? <sighs> he's posting up at the same steak restaurant every night. He seems like a big time like steak and potato kind of guy for dinner. Um, have you guys listened to his music? Excuse Country me? Joe. Did you not know Country that he's Joe. a singer-songwriter? Yeah. No, I, I, did not, I did not know this. One of his nicknames is Cowboy Joe. Oh, Cowboy Joe and Country Joe. Oh my gosh. He has two albums. Sick. Uh, what are they called? Uh, 1987. <laughs> Discipline. Discipline. Talking <laughs> rules with my daddy. 
<laughs> not the gambler. Gambling is specifically prohibited by Major League Baseball. <laughs> Uh, 1987, his first album dropped, which was called Blue Cowboy. <laughs> it is an album Ballads. three original songs and five covers. Luke, can, oh, we, can, we close, can we close the podcast with one of Joe West's songs? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll see what I can muster. Yes. I don't care if we get DMCA'd or whatever that is. Oh, I've been using like way more popular artists than Joe West, so I think we'll be okay. Uh, and then he has a more updated 2008 album called Diamond Dreams. Diamond Dreams. Ooh, I like the plan mm-hmm. words, like a baseball like... diamond. Oh, like I get it. yeah. It like tells... rhinestone cowboy stuff too. I like it. It tells baseball stories inspired by West's umpiring career. <laughs> and this was the seventh time i threw out lou pinella (laughs) fuck you lou pinella take a break outside (laughs) uh speaking of joe west was in the news earlier this year he was awarded five speaking out against cancel culture (laughs) no he he was awarded five hundred thousand dollars in damages in a defamation lawsuit (laughs) against Former MLB catcher Paul LaDuca. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, Paul LaDuca, you're really mixing it up with Joe West. Seems like more of a Mike Piazza type settlement to happen. Oh my god. Couldn't have been saving him that much for five grand. Can we stop talking about Joe West? This is making me sad. Damn, I'm really hungry for pork chops all of a sudden. All this Joe West talk. <laughs> Joe West talk. <laughs> um, can we talk about some ugly hats? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, Zach, is Toilet's uh, camera frozen for you, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's frozen with an expression of just, like, sort of, like, a little bit of disbelief slash surprise. Like, uh... <laughs> Befuddlement at Diamond Dreams, the album. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> okay, well, uh, Zach, do you want to kick this off or do you want me to? <laughs> you go. <laughs> so I, I saw this on Twitter. Um, I think the I think I saw this from the Athletic, um, and it basically just said, "Well, the uh, uh, new era just dropped the local market hats for all of the MLB teams, and they certainly are hats." So, toilet, you haven't seen these. I'm gonna drop a couple in the in the old in the old chat. Oh, Zach, did you? Oh, wait, no. I'm gonna drop a couple in the chat, uh, courtesy of some of our uh, Chicagoland area journalists. And toilet, I want you to describe what is going on with the hats that I just sent you. Okay. Well, the first one is your traditional um, royal blue Chicago Cubs hat. <laughs> yes. Um, and then on, it, still on the front, between on either side of the Red Sea, on the left side, um, the viewer would see it looks like eight different area codes <laughs> that uh, someone who is from anywhere, almost anywhere in Illinois. Yeah, I, I just I just looked it up. Two one seven is like the area code for Springfield. Springfield. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. That's okay. Cardinals territory. Yes, there are no Cubs like, fans in Springfield. Oh, they put six one eight. 
618 is Cardinals territory. That's like basically everything south of Springfield. That's hilarious. So we we've got 847. They did, but 847 is not in there. 847 is not in there. No shout out to the Northwest suburbs. Sad. Um, and then the other side is the Chicago flag, the traditional four stars. The back of the hat is where things get a little spicy. They We've got. Put, they didn't put 815 in either. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay, keep going. Um, back of the hat, we've got a four-leaf clover hearkening <laughs> to the strong Irish coalition in Chicago. Sure. And you've got the shape of the state of Illinois with the date 1876 when the state of Illinois supposedly was founded. That says when the that's, Cubs were founded. That's <laughs> oh, not, the Cubs were founded? Illinois was founded in like 1818 or something okay, like that. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. And then we've also got an a like stock image of a deep dish cartoon pizza. Oh my god! So this is like a high schoolers project of. Wait, did you see what's on the left side oh, of oh, the cap? Sorry, in cursive you can see Chicago, Chi Town. Yes, <laughs> and the World Series 2016 logo. This wow. is a, an abomination. These hats are. To say that they're disgusting is an understatement. Like this was this was greenlit as a joke. Like whoever at New Era New Era gets to greenlight this stuff, like did it as a fucking joke. Wait, the Chicago like, there's no there's no way we can produce the ugliest hat in the world and was like, hold my beer. The the Chicago White Sox one is identical, except it has a different white uh World Series logo and a different and the White Sox logo. Otherwise it's the same. Yeah, I know. That's absolute bullshit. Like, yeah, same city, like, same thing. You know. <laughs> same area codes. Same area codes. Like, we couldn't even, like, do that. Like, where at least, like, the Cubs one would just be the suburbs and Chicago, the White Sox one would be, like, the actual Chicago area codes. Um, my favorite one is uh, the Baltimore one, which has yes. a picture of Edgar Allan Poe on the back That's- Dank. Um, yeah, you can't find them on the New Era website. They've already removed them because of public ridicule. But hey, they got the conversation started. Cincinnati's has a bowl of chili, or what is supposed to depict a bowl of chili <laughs> on the back that appears to be a tub full of brown substance that's only identifiable as chili because there's a chili pepper on the bowl, as one makes with uh, chili. This is. Oh my god! This I is, kind of want it. It's so ugly. I want it. I, this is a great interpretation. This is like a good Simpsons joke when Homer makes his web page and it's just all like the kitschy, stupid shit from like <laughs> 1998's internet, like dancing Jesus and flying toasters and that sort of stuff. Like that's exactly what these hats are. I know what you mean, toilet. I like kind of want one now because they're hideous, but I'm I'm really struggling to figure out which market I want. The Baltimore one is sweet. Like it's got a picture. Uh, it's the cartoon. Oh, let me send you a picture in the chat. Um, it's the cartoon Oriole on the right. It appears to be a picture of a tall ship and then a crab on the side of it. Um, it's got the area code thing going on too. And obviously the picture of Edgar Allan Poe on the back of it. Um, Why does Chicago have infinitely more area codes than New York? 
I think because like they included all the look at LA's LA they have like <laughs> ten area codes on the front. That'd be great the if they put so many area codes. It's like going up on top of the hat. Also, isn't the best area code with the repeating number? Can we all agree? Like two one two. Yeah, or like the LA one. You got six six one eight one eight seven four seven six two six. It's just a well thought out city. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what you get when you, you know, do the phone or area codes later. You get uh, you get handpicked. Yeah, you, you can handpick your area codes. Um, the Cincinnati one has literally one area code. That is so funny. Yeah, I know. Same with the Seattle one has one area code. <laughs> Actually, wait, the suckers. Has, Small uh, market, bitch. The Seattle one has like. Um, <laughs> like a totem like the top of a totem to the right of the logo and then to the right of that is an orca and then to the right of that is like a big cup of coffee actually don't hate that one the mets one has a boom box on the back of it. oh my goodness arizona has a burrito on the back of it Ooh, it's kind of sad it's kind of sad the franchises oh, that haven't won fuck. where did franchises you guys that find all won these? A world series I'm just tabbing through. I searched local market on Twitter right now. St. Louis has fried ravioli on the back of the hat. Oh, yes. <laughs> Everyone's favorite delicious treat that St. Louis is known for. St. Louis style fried ravioli. I've seen a, a Houston one where somebody has superimposed a trash can on there. Why got the- them. Why does the Pittsburgh one not have an area code? Because they don't have phones in Pittsburgh. You mm. know that. I know that. I'm a Yinzer. You're a Yinzer. It, sh- it should be a Sheets logo if they were really doing it. I also thought it was hilarious that the Nationals one has 1776 on it when Washington, D.C. was not a thing, nor was ever conceived of being a thing in 1776. <sighs> And this is the boys look at hats. Yeah, and that was uh, bad sports merchandise are frequently becoming our uh, most recurring topic. Um, so what have we not talked talked about yet? Do you guys want to hear about um, toilet loses a bet? Sure. Let's let's do uh, bet talk. All right. Toilet lost a bet in the most awesome way possible at the very last possible day the wizards made the playoffs zach you have the floor uh well i just wanted to say uh you know i want to first thank my lord and savior jesus christ um for winning this bet and uh no i was gonna say uh that um toilet i had no idea how little their chances were to make the playoffs i think you sent me that that espn tweet from I think the day they won against the Pacers and it said like sometime in January, they had less than a 1% chance of making the playoffs. Uh, In fact, it was April 6th. They had less than a 1% chance of making the playoffs. April 6th. Okay. Wow. And I still won. I should, I, what I should have done is I should have put more money where my mouth was and uh, double down on, uh, double down on my uh, wizards, uh, over bet over over under bet which i yeah. won the over as well too so thank make you very me much. make me eat two spreadsheets worth of paper mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, we're uh, not to spoil anything, but we are going to be together uh, this upcoming weekend. And you're going to get to feed me six pieces of paper. I, I have soy sauce and I have a printer with paper. Perfect. Do you have a blender or a Vitamix of some kind? A ninja? <laughs> uh, I don't. Mm, do so you have a I mortar and pestle? Uh, I don't. Mm. Mm. Actually, mm. wait, no, I do have a blender. We do have a blender. Okay. I got you, toilet. All Maybe right. like mix it up into like a chimichurri, like a wizard's chimichurri. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on like a nice burger or something that I'm sure Zach is going to delightfully make for you. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna be so backed up. I think it's but... good fiber, man. I think that's just gonna like you know go right through you. I mean, you can eat paper, you eat rice paper all the time. I eat, I eat paper. I'll eat paper right now. <laughs> I'm kind of hungry. You won't eat this piece of paper. Oh, man. I thought, I mean, I really thought that there was no way. And I feel like I was right for 90% of the season, but. You were right for like 99% of the season, Toilet. Um, I, I was emphatic. I thought they were going to be. I think if you go back, I mean, I, I lucked out, but like if you go back, I was saying stupid stuff like they were going to be like the four seed or the five seed. And that, I think, is what got you upset. More so than the fact that they'd make the playoffs, I think you were upset that I was said that they were going to be so good. Yeah, and I, I was guess wrong about that. The homer in me thought, you know, hey, new coach, uh, we have a point guard who's figuring it out. Like maybe we'll just outscore some teams. Maybe the Bulls will be a little bit better. I really feel like the referendum is on the Chicago Bulls here because I well, feel like I guess both could have still made it. You know, like you could have had the Wizards be the four, the Bulls be the five. Yeah, there you go. That's tempering <laughs> expectations. But they're in the mix. Wizards as the two seed, Bulls as the three seed. Um, I believe the Wizards got absolutely pants in their first game against the Sixers. Is that ha, correct? I don't give a fuck. My bets are over. I hate the Wizards now. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> hey, we love Brad Beal on this podcast. Brad Beal. Yeah, Brad Beal, come, come, to, come to the Bulls. Yeah, come to the Bulls. Come to Wait, the do Bulls. We, do we need him? I know. I thought we wanted Lonzo. Yeah, we don't need Brad Beal anymore, actually. Like, that is, like, very much matching luggage with Zach Levine. I think it's uh, Lonzo now. Who do we Who do we want? Like, who are the uh, UFA point guards if we don't get a top four lottery ball? Oh, man, that would be so awesome if the Bulls got the number one pick in the draft and just, like, did Cade the... Cade Cunningham? Yeah, I mean, do they want Cade Cunningham? Well, I think you draft him and then you yeah, move I off guess that's somebody true. Else. You move off with somebody else. Like, see you later, Kobe White. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I guess if you get the number one pick, like you take it. Like, what the fuck am I talking about? Um, oh shoot, Chris Paul. We get Chris Paul. Oh, perfect. I'm sure we, the Suns are very interested in letting him go after they were like the two seed in the West this year. <laughs> it would be very fitting to get another point guard who gets hurt in the playoffs. So. Perfect. Perfect. Symmetry. <laughs> Time is a flat circle. Well, no, they're just going to give a ton of money to. Um... Ooh, Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic. Okay, I got I got to stop. Boys, is... got to stop reading Spot Track on on air. Um, Luke, do you want to get to any of your topics? I know oh, hey, Spencer. Spencer Dinwiddie. He's going to be a free agent. Remember there when he go. was in? Uh, remember when he was in the Bulls and uh, he... Garpax got rid of him? That was fun. He would probably agree to get paid in, in crypto, so maybe that's uh, something we can explore. 
Um, Luke, did you want to hit any of your other topics? Mine is kind of a larger topic, so I think I'll hold it for next week. Yeah, I think we are, we're at about uh, time right now, so um, I think I'll just wrap it up with a quick story. Mm. Um, so I was, From the Chicago Reader. Not from the Chicago Reader. This is a Luke Fowler original. Um, I was walking to the liquor store the other day, um, and I noticed on my walk... It's the beginning of a Father John Misty song. Half in the bag. I was not half in the bag. I was fully out of the bag at this point. I was was fully in the bag. (laughs) I was was in the bag. I couldn't find my way out of the bag. I was so drunk. Um, But I was walking to the liquor store, and something caught me out of the corner of my eye. I was like, that guy, like, that guy has a has a bird on his shoulder and I'm like staring at this guy across the street and like sure as shit this guy has like a green parrot sitting on his shoulder and he's just at like a window buying ice cream like minding his own business but obviously doing it for the attention um but like this bird was very well behaved just sitting on his shoulder he had it on a leash just in case it got like spooked and flew away but like even a bus went by and the bird didn't move an inch and i i was astounded i was taken aback i was flummoxed um by this guy um not just because he had a bird on his shoulder which is like okay fine but he wasn't even dressed like a pirate <laughs> Like he was, he was wearing a Lucas Giolito jersey. Like there was, <laughs> there was like nothing like remarkable about the way this guy was dressed, except he had a, this bird on a leash. Fruit Loops bird? No, it was like one of those green. I I want to call it a parrot because I don't know the breeds of domestic birds. It wasn't like a macaw or anything. Like. It was, you know, like just like probably one of those birds that's going to outlive him that he has like tied to a string on his shoulder. Dude, birds live for fucking ever, man. Parrots live forever. Yeah, I know. You got to write them into your will. Like, I cannot believe that Kevin's parents bought him that bird when he was eight years old. Like that thing is going to live to be older than him. I think Max is still alive. Yeah, they had to give it away like two months later, hopefully to a home that can house it for the next <laughs> century. Uh, here's a quick fuck, Mary kill for a roommate. Would you rather be roommates with a bird guy, a reptile guy, or a, uh, I guess, ferret? Yeah, like ferret. I, I'll just live rats, on the streets. <laughs> gerbil. I think at that point, I have to marry the reptile guy. Uh. No, no, uh uh-uh. uh. Uh, Are you kidding me? I would never live in a house with a snake. But I definitely do not want the said reptile, not either. snake. So are, reptile, is that right? is that negotiable? Yeah, reptile. You gotta have some frogs. Well, maybe. I mean, we, like we, a turtle. We, we, we had Asian water monitor living in our oven for. A yeah, while. that that's true. <laughs> what? <laughs> Joked about getting an Asian water monitor. They're like, <laughs> a, he's a like ten foot lizard. <laughs> yeah, it basically looks like a what's a Komodo dragon, like that kind of thing. But like venomous, it, it venomous, and like it needs like it needs to live in a like a a climate with like a hundred and ten degrees of heat. Or so. so we're like, well, we'll just shove it in the oven. Yeah, we'll just keep the oven on it all time. <laughs> yeah. We'll never have to pay our rent or our utility bill because we'll just threaten them with our animal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Joni, we didn't pay our rent this month. 
Hmm. <laughs> Would you like to go look in the oven? <laughs> like, I, I know that the obvious choice is, like, it's seemingly obvious choices, ferret, because they're mammals, and that's more familiar, but they stink. Dude, yeah. they're terrible. Yeah. Probably the best smelling is the reptile, because the bird smells pretty gross, and that bird would make noise all the time. Actually, you know what? My my sister and her and her husband got a, um, they were uh, pet sitting for some friends. The friends had a chameleon, and they were watching it for a little while, and actually, those, like a certain kind of reptile you could get, like, it, it has utility like you could you could feed it utility. like your you could feed it your like uh if you get like uh uh stink bugs and stuff like you can feed them oh that's interesting and then, and then they feed them to the chameleon and they say that like the stink bugs like start to like smell that sort of like smell or whatever and then they like go away there's an apex predator in this house yeah like yeah no i'm serious they find out that there's an apex predator around the area and they're like we don't want to go anywhere near there anymore wow actually on the local Facebook, they, w- they group, went and got one like on they, the, uh, hannah hannah went and got a chameleon like they own a chameleon now speaking <laughs> of, because, of the, because of that i'm sure i'm dead serious um on the logan square community page speaking of logan square strange pets a ferret was missing and running around the streets and people kept seeing it (laughs) and somehow like the impossible dream like they brought this ferret back to its owner i have no idea how you fucking catch a ferret other than with like a rat trap and (laughs) kill it that's a disney movie right there baby kevin hart is the voice of the ferret ferret dreams (laughs) <laughs> but we agree that bird is the worst, right? Bird the worst. is the worst, dude. Bird, 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 bird is I the worst. I won't let Katie wanted to get Tweety Birds, and I told her no shop. Uh, maybe like, some chicks, like budgies. I don't know. It's fucking Tweety Birds. I don't. I don't know what chickadees or whatever. Chicks, chickadees. Like, like she wants some chickens for some like, fresh eggs, like parakeets. Yeah, parakeets, parakeets. Oh, I, no, I, I, no, a chicken no. walking around the property would be pretty awesome. Toilet, yeah. I could get free eggs. I, I actually yeah. would enjoy that. Cock of the walk, baby. Yeah. You get a chicken coop, and then you can protect it with the Second Amendment. Boom. have a reason to. <laughs> this chicken coop is protected by the Second Amendment. I'm not sure what your local ordinances are about uh, livestock, but most places are usually amenable to allowing chicken coops. Chicken coop in one corner, chicken grave in the other corner. <laughs> No, chicken coop in one corner, coyote grave in the other corner. Yeah. With <laughs> the pistol. Deep fryer, like, oh. in- installation. You know, like, you know, the, like, bucket fryer, and you've got, like, the little concrete pad for it, like, right next to the chicken coop so they don't get cocky. No pun <laughs> yeah. intended. Wow. Wow. All right. Callback jokes on callback jokes. That We call that a flat episode, boys. Nice job. Yeah. It started with a pun, ended with a pun. Good job, Luke. It would be easy to edit those puns out beginning and end. Perfect. Uh, is that it? Yep. Yeah. Boom. I love right. you guys. Bye. Bye.
sides and standing up for things that they believe in. When you're running down my country, man, you're walking on the fighting side of me. Thank you.